Welcome to our first ever episode of Eventful Encounters powered by the Eastside Rooms. I'm Tanita. I'm Leanne and today we've got our executive head chef from <laughs> Carden Park. From Carden Park, Graham Tinsley. So Graham and I used to work together when I was... How many years ago? Oh, a really long time ago. I think I realised it was seven years ago. Yeah, so about seven. Yeah. Seven years ago that I left now, so quite a long Seems time like ago. Seems like two minutes you left me. <laughs> <laughs> There's no getting rid of like her. That. No getting rid of me, no. Um, but we thought, you know, when I was here at Card, and obviously we worked quite closely together, your knowledge of the food industry and all of the extra things you do outside of your day-to-day role, which I think you need to tell us about, um, we thought you'd be a great first guest to kind of help us explain how nutrition works within the event industry and also the benefits of that. So do you want to tell everybody what you've been up to for the past few years? Oh, well, let me think. Um, Well, I wear two hats. The first hat is um, executive chef at Carden Park. I look after eight kitchens on the resort. Um, We do a lot of functions. We've got a fine dining restaurant, a big brasserie restaurant, a spa. Yeah. Which we... Looks very nice. I'll I'll tea for a little walk later. Um, But my second hat is I'm culinary director for the... Welsh Culinary Association. So what that means is I look after the competition chefs. So I look after the junior team and the senior team and any individuals that compete in competitions, not just in Wales and the UK, but also around the globe. Yes, Um, all around the world. At this present time in the moment, um, the Curry Olympics is going on. Oh, I know all about these. You told me about these. you know all about that. Um, But I've got a young boy who's just won um, his heat for Northern Europe, wow, and now amazing. he goes to represent Wales in Singapore. Oh, nice word, Danny. October. So um, that that should be good because yes, my son lives in Singapore, so it's like yeah. a free trip to go and see yeah. him and, and obviously support Sean as well. Yeah, no, that sounds That's fabulous. Amazing. So. Um, We've been reading lots about how the brain works with nutrition and how actually when you're at a conference or an event, you know, the breaks that you have are paramount to your performance and the delegate's performance. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Well, the most important part of a, a conference, and you'll know more than me, is the afternoon session, isn't it? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, that's when you flag in. <laughs> when you start and getting a I dip. Think, I think we had a little chat before and we were talking about brain and the way the brain functions in conferences. But if you want to get... To the very, very beginning, it's all about the gut. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. So gut, gut health is probably the most important thing. Um, and I've got first-hand experience with that because um, my wife has Crohn's. Right. Um, and she only developed Crohn's in her 40s, which yeah. is quite unusual because yeah. normally Crohn's disease is, is, yeah, it's like a maybe a teenager or yeah. a child thing that you, you get it. And it's a disorder of the bowel. Yeah, and it can be really well. They call it. They call it a disease. It can be really, really disabilitate. Anyway, when she was first diagnosed, we hadn't a clue what was going on. Yeah. Um, uh, obviously, she went for all the tests, and and she was really, really poorly. Yeah. Um, and when they diagnosed her with Crohn's, um, they got a almost on the mend, and they sent, they sent her out of the hospital <clears throat> with a diet sheet. Yeah. I couldn't believe the diet sheet they'd actually give her. All, all they told her to do was eat stodge and put on weight. You're joking. And really? I just ripped it up, threw it in the bin, and I started 
researching into what sort of things she needed to eat yeah, yeah. Um, and and to get the vitamins back into her to, to help mm. her on the weight <clears throat> um got to be very very careful with with certain things that um, with Crohn's and colitis the different yeah. two different things but basically all all to do with 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 the gut and the bowel and the bowel actually starts and the, the digestive tract actually starts from when you swallow food all the way to yeah. the end so you've oh. got to be careful all the way through through the process you don't really think about that do you no definitely not it's now not when we start talking about brain food yeah and what activates the brain it's actually the um the cells within the stomach and the gut that are talking to the brain all the time so for instance if you get a craving for something your craving starts in the brain but it's not the brain for instance it, most of it's sweet things yeah. isn't it yeah that's what we always so, go for. so every, everybody goes for everybody wants a piece of chocolate yeah, everybody wants yeah. a sticky bun or a donut or something like that it's not, it's the brain that's telling you that you want that sort of stuff, but it's the stomach that's, that's actually receiving it. Mm. So once you've ingested that food, then the stomach then tells the brain, I've had it now. It. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You know, so you're actually talking to each other all the time. It's interesting, isn't it? Because you don't always think about the gut, you know, that's constantly communicating with the brain yeah. and how important that is. To function you know because we all say that you get that afternoon slump and actually that's what we want to avoid giving delegates and I mean, isn't it? we always go for a healthy chocolate bar by that we mean a crunchy yeah um but well, that's probably what we should be avoiding isn't it graham yeah well yeah what you want to be you want to be looking at um low cab i'm sorry <laughs> he's playing with his glasses i'm playing with my glasses <laughs> you you want to be looking at um like low low release carbohydrates yeah things that take a long time to to go through your system so the quick fix is not what you really want especially in the afternoon no, you want to you, you want to be looking for you know energy bars any energy drinks but when i'm talking about energy drinks i'm not talking about these these drinks that sponsor all the, all the sports yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know you're, you're looking at like a matcha green tea drink or yeah. a kombucha kombucha oh, yeah. 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 is um, quite fashionable these days um, do you know what do you know kombucha what it is no what is it tell us basically it's a fermented tea oh okay. and you can make it yourself oh. so um have you ever made sourdough in no, lockdown no. everybody made it. we eat not sourdough but we don't make <laughs> yeah. it in lockdown, everybody made sourdough. Yeah. It was one of those go-to things. Yeah. yeah. Well, kombucha is a little bit along the same way as making sourdough as you need a starter. Right. So if you're making a sourdough, you have a, a sourdough starter, which you use to start off your first loaf, and then you keep and it. And it keeps going like, in. And it keeps going in. Mm-hmm. And I had a starter. Did I think it, I had it for about eight years. Oh, my God. It's over in the boot of my car. Oh. <laughs> um, so I made a mess. So we had to throw that away. But a, but a kombucha is made with a SCOBY, okay? What's a SCOBY? So a SCOBY stands for Symbiotic Culture of Bacteria and Yeast. Oh, so okay, it is right? a bacteria, like a live bacteria. Yeah. So, it, yeah, so it, it, it get, actually gets it going and gets the kombucha going. And ah. you can buy the SCOBY on the internet, you can buy it at health food shops. So if you've got a friend, like with sourdough, you can pinch a bit of their starter if they've got and like you can this. start it off. And with the thing with kombucha is you can start experimenting with different flavors yeah okay another big thing which is good for the gut and also if it's good for the gut 
it's send, sending mind. signals to the brain, is um, fermented products. Right, okay. But it has to be... It has to be a true fermented product. It's like For instance, sauerkraut and stuff like right, that. Well, sauerkraut is a great example, but okay. with, <laughs> with some sauerkrauts. So, back to the life of the events industry. Graham just had to take a quick break then from us because you had an unannounced visit, which was, um, you know, not the EHO. Like the <laughs> <laughs> right so in the I've middle left, of our I've, I've left her in the capable hands of my senior sous chef. He, she can, he can walk around. Very good. Well, we know that you've uh, got everything in a fine working order, so it should all be good. So, jumping back to where we were, um, we were talking about fermented products, and I was asking, is sauerkraut something that we could perhaps look at? Sauerkraut is a wonderful example. Yeah. Um, it's probably one of the easiest fermented products you can make. So it's just one ingredient. Is it cabbage? It's white cabbage and yeah. a bit of salt. Okay. And that's it. That. And, not, and all you do is shred it um, and then mash it a little bit. So oh. put your salt on it and just mash it with your hands, put it in a jar, put a heavy weight on the top and then leave it probably for about seven to ten days. And that's it? In, in, that's... Yeah, in, in an ambient place. Not too warm, not too cold. You just let it. Just let it ferment. Do the same thing. Yeah, and then um, you just just eat bits of it. It's lovely, oh. and a little bit of fermented product. If if you're going to start um, eating fermented fermented products, then introduce it into your diet gradually. Don't go all singing old ladies. Yeah, that's not extreme to do that. That sounds that like what you do. That's what, <laughs> yeah, that's what a lot of people do. Oh, right, I'm going to just eat everything fermented because yeah. that will give you a little bit of an upset stomach. Yeah, everything's So introduce it and let it let it work on on feeding the good bacteria in your gut. Okay. Like we said before, um, your gut talks to your brain. Yeah. Okay, so when you, when you feel endorphins yeah, yeah, yeah. and those sort of things so your gut is is telling your your brain that you're happy because you've got your job yeah okay. yeah but then you slump so yeah, yeah and then we slump and then we're like what next so yeah. now so the idea that. is because you, you guys are in the events industry is is to, to keep your delegates awake all the way through the yeah. afternoon so you don't want to be giving them those chocolate cookies in the, in the afternoon with a cup of coffee. So you want to be introducing some nice cereal bars, yeah, like yeah. Say the kombucha or the, or the matcha green tea, the, the nice energy drinks. Yeah, that are more okay. natural. Yeah. That leads us perfectly to our next topic. If you were an event organiser, Graham, what would you set as the perfect delegate lunch and snacks? Again, we need um, slow-release carbohydrates. So we've got to be looking at things like... Um, like seeds, yeah. uh, nuts, um, bananas, quinoa, oats, anything yeah. like that. What we don't, what we don't want to be doing is on your on your on your on your buffet in the afternoon is um, things like a lasagna and garlic bread. You know, yeah. it might, it it might, heavy on your might be lovely yeah. straight away, but it's 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 short lived. Yeah, you know, you want something that is gonna be keeping you awake all the way through the afternoon and. Power in the brain. Yeah. Sounds good, definitely. How do you cater to diverse dietary preferences and restrictions, especially when the, everyone's a vegan or vegetarian or got religious? Allergies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've been in this industry a long time. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think when I first started off, if you got a vegetarian, yeah. then it was, um, it was not the norm. Wow. 
okay. Now, yeah. now we, giveaway, we, isn't it? we've got everything. Yeah. Uh, and, and we, we at Carbon Park, we like to cater for those as well. So we, you'll find not only do we put uh, a V or a, a VE or a, a G, GF there on the menu. There are so many. We yeah. have separate menus. Yeah, well. yeah. So we've oh, created okay. our separate menus. So we'll have the, the Redmond, say for instance, the Redmond's menu, which is our um, brasserie. So we'll yeah. have the, mm-hmm. the main re- menu and then we'll have a gluten-free menu so they can have their own menu. That's and good. we'll have a vegan menu and a vegetarian menu. And we'll have a halal menu as well now. Wow, okay. Yeah, so we try good. to cater for everybody. One thing that that's, um, came up this week when I was doing the function sheets was um, – something I've never come across before. So in, in the 40 odd years that I've been a chef, I've never, ever had um, a buffet phobia. A buffet phobia? Yeah. This is That's definitely a new one. New. Yeah, it's a so, new one for me. I've never, ever come across. It's funny because I was out with some friends um, yesterday and I, I mentioned this to them and said, oh, that, that's me, that. Really? I can't go to a hotel that has a buffet and, and, and go up to the buffet. I have to find a, an a la carte restaurant. You do? Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's it's a true thing. So how did you overcome that issue? Plate that the food. Right. So okay. that. that. Yeah, so don't ask them okay. to come to the buffet. We'll just plate, it ask them what they want and just plate the food. So vegetarianism is a personal choice, but allergens can kill, as we know. Yeah. How do you deal with those two separately? As, as far as allergens, yeah. well, we have to be very, very careful. Yeah. Um, every menu that we do, as soon as we've done the menu, then we have to fill in our allergy, allergy forms. Is that like the um, matrixes and things? Yeah, the, yeah, so we've got the 14 allergens across the top. All the dishes will be um, on the left-hand side, and then we'll go through every single dish, and we'll tick out what allergens are. Uh, uh, the chef who's actually ticked them all off. Yeah. Um, and compi- um, compile the allergy form. He will sign it and wow, date okay, it. Yeah. And then a copy of that will be given to the assistant managers yeah. <clears throat> to keep behind, behind reception. And also a copy will be given to the restaurant managers to keep behind their desk as well. Wow. Because it is super serious because um, yeah. my daughter now, was you? diagnosed with celiac disease last year now. So she's been celiac for a year. And we talk about it all the time, don't we? Even Tanita now will go into a restaurant and say, wow, you know, I've looked, I went to whichever restaurant it was, and there was such limited choice as a gluten, you know, somebody with celiac disease that has a gluten-free menu. And same, we went out at the weekend, and I was saying to you, we went to a restaurant, and she had one choice of a meal. So it's nice as a venue, you know, that you're offering them lots of choice as well. Lots of dishes can be adapted, and that's what we say, you know. So, for instance, if you've got fish and chips, then we use gluten-free flour. So it doesn't spoil the dish at all. And little garnishes can be can be moved across from from dish to dish. So what you've got to be very careful is if you start buying in produce um, with hidden um, gluten or cross like, contamination. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's not so, not so much unless you unless it's nuts. Yeah, that's the big thing. Yeah, herbal, yeah, yeah. especially if it's airborne nuts. But you'll find gluten hidden in so many different things like soy sauce. Yeah, so yeah. you have to be very careful there. I was reading all about this. I think I told you well, the products that it's in, like, binding with Yeah, random cordials. things you wouldn't even think yeah. Yeah, all the time. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, it is, definitely. No, so that's good to know that you're kind of catering for as many people as possible. So um, just to summarise, what would you say are the key takeaways about the impact of nutrition on the brain during events? So what would you say, you know, if you were speaking to an event organiser and you thought, right, okay, you know, as 
an executive head chef with lots of experience. It's catered events, cooked for royalty as well. You didn't get that in earlier, but you have cooked <laughs> for royalty on numerous occasions. Um, you know, what would be your go-to advice for them? Well, how many times have you liaised with the kitchen over what they're going to give the delegates for lunch? Or have you just left it up to the chef? Uh, it depends. It's a Obviously, mix. you know, I think that depends on the relationship with us in the kitchen. So when I was here, obviously, I talked to you quite often about I've got this delegate coming in or this conference and the, you know, what their expectations. So maybe, were. So maybe it's not it's 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 not you. Maybe it's the conference organisers as well. They're not, yeah. They need yeah. they need to be more specific, and we get it more and more. Like like, like this week. At Carbon, we've got a couple of functions on, and they've specifically specifically asked for things for their breaks. Right. Now, normally okay. it would be just down to us. Right? Of course, we'll, yeah. we'll give Danish in the morning and morning yeah. goods, little muffins and things. In the afternoon, we'll probably give them. Um, like I say, we'll probably give them a cookie because yeah. that is that is the, the norm. Yeah. yeah, but when when the when the event organizer specifically knows what they want for their delegates so yeah. they might want like snack boxes in the afternoon yeah they're getting more quite, popular so, yeah. like they? i say the energy drinks the, the bananas the, the 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 nut bars and stuff like that handful of how many times have you gone to a conference and we've got sweet we've got mint imperials yeah. in the middle yeah. of the table why can't you have some macadamia nuts yeah. something like that which are much better for you right yeah. yeah and slow releasing Right, Graham. Well, thank you for joining us. You're welcome. It's been great to have you as our first guest. Yes, thank you. Um, and thanks for all the insight on food and, you know, how I think we'll look at things differently now, won't we, 100%. as well? We'll, we'll avoid that healthy some, chocolate bar. We'll avoid the healthy chocolate bar and we'll definitely be getting some fermented goods. Think about the gut. Think about the and gut. And it goes up. Um, so please join us for our next episode, which will be on AI in the events industry. And that will be coming to you live on the 29th of March, I believe. Yeah, sounds about right towards the end of the month. Um, thank you for joining us and to keep up to date with all things Eventful Encounters and Eastside Rooms, follow Eastside Rooms on Facebook, LinkedIn and Instagram. Thank you. Thank you so much, Graham. You're welcome.